You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Podcast in the D. You got KT here, Cardo, and Jam, and we are beat the buzzer. <laughs> okay, because I was gonna be like, if you man, you was, I was gonna be a month straight through a podcast that you just was filing oh, on, man. man. Man, shout out to the most tired people that look like in the world. Jam is on her fourth Red Bull. I'm only on my second. Okay, might as well be four. Um, Cardo, the first thing he said to me today was, "I'm tired." He didn't even say hello. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I guess y'all exhausted for a Monday. What did y'all do today or over the weekend? Mm. Over the weekend, I stayed in the house except for going to the African World Festival Saturday night. Okay. Um, How was that this year? I wish I would have went more. Like, I only went, like, the last hour on Saturday Mm -hmm. um, because my friend had a set at the Generation Next stage. Then I tried to get out there yesterday, but it was raining, so. Okay. Cool. Didn't get to quite enjoy it till its fullest potential. Man, them last day sales be, sales be popping. Man. I wish I would have got out there for sure. What about you, sir? I saw that party at Exodus. Had a, was at a booth. So, I yeah. Really oh, just, yeah. I was waiting on this part because I was man. like, man, I want to know how it go. I saw, your, I saw you in one of the pictures on there. Listen, so it's bad. Like, this is how I knew I had a good time because I took no pictures on my phone. And mm-hmm. typically, I take a couple pictures, a couple videos of things, of this moment. Mm-hmm. Didn't do none of that. So, I'm like, I just generally means I really had a good time because I didn't even think to take a picture to, like, get anything. So, the fact that I got tagged, I'm like, all right, best. So, somebody has a picture with me in it saying that I was here. That that works. That's what's up, man. It was, it was mm-hmm. a movie again. Oh, yeah. Did y'all end up getting a whole bunch of Martell bottles again? Because I know they had the plug last time as one of his people, so that was clutch. He, bought, he brought four back at the same time. I was like, yo, what is, what is this? Yeah. Four. What are, we, what are we doing? That sounds right. I think at one point we had we had like six in a bucket at one point. The first time I had a total of nine, I think it was, or seven. So it was, it got, it was crazy the first of time. Of Martell? Sure. That was four Martell. Yes. Somebody bought a Patron and the Hennessy. Oof, so it was like, Jesus. y'all just wilding. And then people kept bringing back uh, like things of beer. So like there was a bunch of Coronas there, too. I'm like, I don't even like Corona. Why are y'all? Y'all bringing these back. You don't like them, but you was drinking everything. Was this on Saturday or Sunday? This is on Saturday. Oh, okay. Well, nothing's so, fine yeah. for a Saturday. That's a solid oh, look. Day, no, because then it was a whole little after party thing where I shouldn't have been drinking, but my dumb self decided, like, you know what? I've been drinking dark all day. Let's get a mixed drink with tequila in it because that's so smart. Oh. Normally, like, I'll mix drinks throughout the day. So, like, it's five I go back for because I do it all day. Shoot, all day long. But the way I didn't, I didn't touch anything tequila until the end of the night. So I'm like, yeah, this this ride home gonna be a struggle. So, um, <laughs> but let me stop now before so I can you know actually drive home because I'm not catching nobody's Uber to the crib. Yeah, oh yeah, solid. that Uber would have been a good. Oh, not even. Y'all want to be I wasn't leaving my car. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I, I don't like leaving my car anywhere. I would rather drive and figure it out before I leave my car somewhere. But no, it was some spot like uh, I don't know if you remember that party we went to around Thanksgiving a couple years ago, like that apartment party, like near my old apartment. Yeah, yes. Maybe yes, a block, maybe like a block away from that. Oh, okay. Hmm. So yeah, that was, that's where the uh, after party spot was at. And then I, yeah, then I went home because so, I was done. 
was tired. <laughs> I was trying to go home by midnight. Like, no, listen, I was dead set on going home before the after party joint. Like, I had no intentions of doing anything <laughs> else after the fact. He was tired, boy. No, and then it's bad because then, like, this is this is one person that approached me. He was like, "Yes, yeah, like I feel like I know you from somewhere. Uh-oh. You know, me being drunk. Nah, fam, I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you not like if I haven't seen you in the last, you know, sixty days, you're not familiar to me." <sighs> No, and she went through this whole spiel, like describing herself from the the night that she thought. Then it came. I'm like, okay, yeah. So I do remember you, like when she said what she wore, because yeah, you can't forget that outfit. But, Shout out to her already. I mean, she was popping whatever day you met. Her. I mean, no, I she was. Know I know. No, I already know. <laughs> she was. Like, oh, whoever she is was popping on that day. No, that's look, that's already why I remember. I'm like, oh yeah, dope. Had like a thirty, like maybe like a two minute conversation from that point, mm-hmm. and then like, yeah, I'm gone. I am too drunk to be sitting here trying to hold contact with people. I'm gonna start slurring words in like two seconds if I don't stop talking. So I'm out. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, that's what's up, though, man. Shout out to y'all having a good time. Shout out to the other man. Shout out to Wim, uh, Kim McFly. I don't know why I'm about to call him Wim, man. I've been around Jeremy in too long. They've been calling him that, that man that for years. Okay. But shout out to McFly. I know he DJed it. Uh, so that's DL said he was home by nine. I can believe that. So the first time that we went, I'm not gonna lie. No. We got home and he even made us go on a dummy mission. Like I think the first time we had we he left the party it was like eight thirty ish or whatever the first time we did it. And this is the night he had us going to Deluxe Flux. I had never been to Deluxe Flux before. Mm. And I'm like, bro, I'm leaving y'all. After we was in there, he's like, Oh, well you I forgot that I drove him. He was like, Oh, well you my ride. I think <laughs> I got home and it was about ten thirty it was about it was about eleven by the time I got home. So I was good. And that was after we went to Duck Deluxe Flux after. So Man, day party me all day. I can go home and be good. You know, honestly Wake up the and next truly. Day. <laughs> yeah. I you, get need you, you able to get a nice little dinner in. Man, you, you can go home and good you can. Nap, good nap, good eight say, hours. You, you go know? to sleep at the regular, like at a pretty decent time. Wake up, be functioning in the morning or the next day if you want to. So that's solid for sure, man. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's uh, what's look, up. I was in bed by 11, so. <laughs> Which is for me extremely early because room, room, like, room spinning, like yeah, you know what? Ooh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna right Oh, I hate when you lay down and feel like you in like a water bed or something. You just gotta get up and be like, oh, okay. I guess I made a phone call that night, so I, I got a very um, interesting conversation the next morning. But yeah, but whatever. Man, nah. Goddamn. You know drunk, what? Drunk. Shout out, shout out to the drunk calls always, man. But that's what's up. That's what's up. So mm-hmm. this week, I don't really know what we talking about, y'all, because I just want y'all to know there was there was radio silence. But we can always start off. So I feel like oh, when we week, don't reply, that means we'll talk about it. I'm saying, oh, I, I wasn't upset. I like I definitely <laughs> feel like that means we agreed. I would. But, all right, that's what it was fine. I'm just letting y'all know. I don't know how much we got on that. Well, no. So there's actually one thing I did want to talk about. So cause I, just, I watched. Um, Dear White People, the third season this past week. Oh, no, I had a wait. Of, I didn't get through it. That's just a specific line. It's nothing, okay. nothing, nothing. Okay. I've never watched one, one. Oh, no. We can go I've there. Been, then. I've go. been gave up on you watching it because I asked you this in the first season and now we're at season three. I know. But I don't see, people keep to. telling me that it's like it'd be good and then it'd be bad. And then people tell me that the movie was horrific or the, like the long movie or whatever. Not long movie, but the actual movie was horrific. Some people say the show be decent. What? Yeah, people say the movie actually was not good at all. Who are those people? Uh, you need to unfriend them. Oh, no, so listen, <laughs> don't get me wrong. The movie is, I'm not going to say the movie was great, but the movie was definitely far from horrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that. I wasn't going to say that. Okay. That's fine. Now, the, sh- the show has this moment. I'm like, all right, y- y- y'all tried it, but whatever. Yikes. Okay. Are they 30 minute episodes? Like, or, or like hour, or close no, to no, an no, hour? No, no, no. I think it's like 
Like twenty something, like twenty three. I think okay, the longest thirty minute episode. like thirty five minutes. Okay, no, they they have hours. Like I can do an attention span like that. It's only so many shows I can watch at once that are more like hourish. Nah, I'm lucky. right now. Money Heist is my show. I say I'm lucky, salty, because it's like all the black shows that are the ones that don't get the hour long episodes on on Netflix. But mm. whatever. Yeah, I just finished watching actually Family Reunion, the first of the season. I couldn't get through it. Sis's it was, wig is terrible, <laughs> and it just ruined the whole show. I can't pay attention to the dialogue. I can't pay attention to what's going on. All I see is that horrible ass wig they put on that little girl. <laughs> it ain't right. I'm calling the ACLU. I'm calling Johnny Cochran from the grave. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson. Irritating. This ain't right. Um, that show is I goofy. I only see the preview and that's it. I have not even. It's all right, show. It's kind of goofy. But it's also funny that you brought up Al Sharpton because it was a video going around with Al Sharpton, like, I guess, dancing and, like, kind of been thing. And one of the funniest comments I saw was somebody was like, this looks like a little kid in an Al Sharpton costume dancing like this. And I was like, they are 100% right. Like, <laughs> Al Sharpton got a little old body and a big-ass head. He looked like, y'all remember uh, the game we were little? What was that, like, uh, NBA hang time or something? Oh, no, like, NBA if you caught the NBA jams, if you got, like, a superpower, your head would get big, but the bodies are still little. It would just remind me of one of them. Or, like, a bobblehead-looking person. So it was just kind of funny. Somebody said it looked like the cartoon Martin. Yes, yes. I do remember <laughs> that as well. Yes. <laughs> it, it was a funny video, for sure, for sure. Um Martin. But back to Cardo's point yes, you about said your one line, yeah, dear your white dear people. white people. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> what's her name? Janelle, I believe, is the um the best friend, the main yes, character's best mm-hmm. friend. So she made a comment, and I'm not going to explain. Like for the people who haven't watched, I'm not going to go into detail about it. But she Thank made you. a comment that um talking to her boyfriend at the time, I feel like I have to be perfect. If not, it's because the idea. And because I, I feel like that's a very common viewpoint for most black women is the idea like, why do black women feel like they need to hold themselves together? Because for us. Wait, wait, wait. Can I get more context? You said what? Pay attention to the line, sir. No, no, no. But but there was no context. I didn't know what the hell. He can't he, get a context because I didn't finish watching. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. Right here, say no. it again. I'll try to get no, some cool, more clues. Because cool, cool. no, context cool. is going to help. I didn't say I didn't listen. I just I need context. Hold together to what? Short. Li- literally just think about any situation in life. A black man who had a black man who who whatever issues you have, and then you have you have your girl with you, mm-hmm. and she feel like she has to constantly she has to keep everything together, and she has to be perfect on her end, mm-hmm. or you'll fall apart. Or you'll fall apart. But, I actually have a nice response. To but that. like, but the boyfriend made a comment back: Is it so I don't fall apart, or is it so you don't fall apart? So my whole thing is, God damn, which one? Which one is it? Or is it, or is it a or is it a little bit of both? Is it that black women hold themselves together so could they truly believe that will fall apart? Or is it actually because that's just the reason that's what they're throwing out there so because they feel like they have to be perfect because so they don't actually fall apart themselves? Hmm. Okay. Um all right, I have one one more follow-up. In in the context of this conversation, I'm no, the reason I'm asking is because I don't know if it's like a sad moment or something. When you say fall apart, was it just, you know, like uh like I guess just like not necessarily like crying, but it's like she would have. Um... Okay, so the moment itself wasn't sad, but the reason why she said it. Okay, if you would have been like if you've been watching like the first season, this is the same guy who got who got who got a gun pointed at him by the um by the campus police. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So for so him, he, for, so for him, he's had like constant struggles with that ever since then. Gotcha. Like that's been like his constant struggle, and then like so he's been like looking for places to where he's felt the most comfortable ever since then. So gotcha. she's so she probably feels like she's been like I have to hold myself together and be perfect for you no matter whatever mm-hmm. else I got going because of your issues. But at the time she said this, he was actually in a very good place. So it's like, 
Mm. Are you sure that you're doing it for him or is it for you? Because mm. you already have your own personal struggles. So it was a very um, nuanced thing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he used to be in love with her best friend. So They've she already, always feels like a consolation prize. So I feel like they worked through that this season, though. But, I mean, was she really a consolation prize? Kind of. Yes. Kind of. Oh, best friend yeah. ain't one of them no more? Okay, that's all. The best friend got with a white guy. Oh, I'm assuming all the people we're talking about right now then are black. Yes. From yes. next statement. Okay, mm-hmm. got you. So, Jim. Yeah. When you keep it together, how, do you... Do you if you had to be very transparent with yourself. Um, so in that context of Dear White People, um, it's a little bit of both. So I feel like Joel got used to, um, you know, having to be strong for him and having to be that comfort for him, even though she got a whole bunch of other shit going on in her life. So once Reggie did get to a good place, she probably just got comfortable being that, you know, strong person for him. So she might be using him as an excuse, but she also is probably doing it for him because, you know, people have ups and downs. Like you could be in a good place one second and then be in a totally dark place the next. So it could be a little bit of both for her. But um, in my case, I have definitely been that kind of person where you feel like you have to be perfect because people put you on a pedestal all the time. And, you know, once, you know, somebody puts you up that high, you never want them to see you down or you feel like you can't come to them, you know, sad or falling apart. So just don't put people on pedestals and don't try to see them as perfect or um, all put together because, you know, we're humans. We all got ups and downs and flaws and shit like that. So, well, no, so my. My one thing with that is, mm-hmm. so there's, I don't want to say most, but there's a good chunk of you Uh-oh. that like to present yourself in that manner. And you don't like, to, and you almost like, you almost make it to the point like you don't want to be viewed as somebody with flaws. Like, I've dealt with quite a few people who have presented themselves as like, everything's great, everything's perfect, I'm good, I'm good, no, there's nothing to worry about. But then the moment something goes south, it's like now it's a now the flux comes, I'm like, you're the one who presented yourself this way, so why is it like you can't have it both ways? Like you have to you either either you want if you want it to be viewed as like you have balance or you mm-hmm. want to be viewed as perfect. You can't you can't have it both. So here's my question. If somebody came to you and they were, you know, they showed you all the flaws that they had. You don't need to show all of them. You need to show me some. <laughs> <laughs> don't show me all. Okay, well being be out being being If somebody them. lays it some of it on the table up front, would that change how you felt about them? No. Okay. Because at that point, if y'all feel you're comfortable to lay some of that stuff out there for me, we start off from a level of comfort very early. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially for black women, it's it's hard. Like, in the media or in just normal life, we're not allowed to be sad. We're not allowed to be angry or... But I feel like that's different in a relationship. You shouldn't have to carry that in both aspects. Shouldn't is the key word. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, I am not delusional to the point to think that is not that 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 um that's not something you have to keep a both in, but you shouldn't have to. I agree, y'all shouldn't. But there are some people who he ain't the right he ain't the right one for you, sis. Oh no, big facts, oh, okay. big facts. All right, that um okay. You need a bail? No, no, no. What's what is so? What is yours? Like what is what is it that you had? Right, you had a reaction. 
I mean, I didn't say aversion. I actually think that the last part of the conversation kind of went away from your question, to be honest. It did. But, but um, if I if I had to get back to the question, I do think um, I think that women a lot of times do those things saying they have to or they attempt to keep things together more so for themselves than actually for other people. I don't say that in a selfish way, but I do think um, that it's it's if you put yourself in those situations or, or just think about it for an extra second sometimes when you're in those situations as a, as a woman I do think you'll realize that a lot of times when you're being when you call yourself being strong for someone or together as she says in the thing in the uh, show that you'll realize that it's many times about as much it's, it's as much about you as it is about that person um, which of course in this case we're talking about a man but just in general it's about someone else um, and I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with that I mean sometimes we uh, the 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 means don't always have to just or, or the end of, ends doesn't always have to justify the means or whatever the hell you say that thing I'm just losing it right now. Um, Something like that. Yes, y'all know what I mean right now. The means don't always justify the ends, but I say that to say, um, sometimes the reason why you're together or supportive or whatever the case is, is it it so it doesn't matter. Um, it's the fact that you're doing it. But I do think a lot of times that that women kind of take that upon themselves. I think part of it is always putting a lot on your plate. I think part of it is also just wanting to be like, hey not to throw it in someone's face, but later on you want to be able to say, hey, I was together and I had it for you and all that good stuff. You want to be able to bring that up. Maybe not necessarily in a, a, a malicious way later on, but you want to be able to tell yourself later on sometimes too because sometimes it's not about you saying that a lot, but you want to be able to tell yourself later, hey, I was there for this person in a dark time or I was there when they needed to study and I helped them out. You know what I'm saying? Like we, Because women by nature are nurturing, but I also think that part of that is 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 their ego their their ego is more so okay if i get to say that i was a nurturer or agree right here then it's also kind of for them um does that mean that i don't think guys ever do it no i'm sure like like there are guys that do it if we had to do a majority thing i would say that women do it more often for themselves um i would say that guys that again in turn then do it more not for themselves but i do think a lot of times we don't think of it as guys keeping together simply because we don't Sometimes it's not uh, it's not reflected in a way that that's accepted. Like it's not always about you know maybe answering the phone at three a.m. in the morning or letting you cry mm-hmm. on the shoulder or whatever. Like it might not always be the things that we physically uh, that we physically think of when someone keeps it together. Um, but yes, to to sh- run my mouth so much, I do believe that a good amount of women do it for themselves internally and maybe just don't realize that. I feel like Jam went to rebut that and say I was crazy, which nope, is fine. Nope, I will let you speak your opinion. <laughs> You've never done that before either. No, I'm kidding. Okay, Santa Claus. I don't like the new bell. Yeah, I don't like it one. either. That was like a, that was like a, <laughs> a damn, like... that was Salvation Army esque. Oh. You feel me? But um, moving right along. So this past week, um. Jay Z had a um, Jay Z partner in his company, excuse me, I should say, Rock Nation partner with the NFL, um, basically off the premise of trying to promote social change. Um, any, I guess, really in, in an open stance, like what y'all think about that? Which you know about the move itself? Um, you know some of the terms that we've heard about. You know, like, love it. What's up? So least, so I got to hear like they had the little clip of him talking. At the little at the panel, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the kneeling thing. And he mm-hmm. said, like, and pretty much like his whole thing is like, all right, we're past that now. We all like we all know what it's about. Mm-hmm. We knew what that was about originally, but at the same time, like, and I agree, it's not this. This whole thing is not about Cap having a job. 
I understand, I understand that is not the main premise of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we can't ignore the fact that that is not that is not officially now a part of it because that he's the, he was the the the, the start hurting that started this whole thing. My whole thing is like, all right, Jay Z has a seat at the table now. Mm-hmm. Do we really trust trust Jay Z with that seat? Like. He's he's had all these moments where he's kind of like spoke up for us and he's done little things here and there. But at the same time is, I don't know when when people do this stuff and I feel like they not feel like they have a lot to gain on the financial side of it. I tend to question <laughs> how genuine you actually are. Mm. That is that is just typically my thing. And now I'm like I'm not I'm not saying don't get it. Don't go get your money. Definitely go get your money. I'm all for it. I get it. Get every coin you can. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the other side of it, it it comes off as less genuine now because like at this point. This is more of a money thing for you than anything. So I'm not sure how much I can, how much I trust him in this moment right now with this. Okay. I'm, I'm, if I'm wrong, I am a okay with being wrong. I, I am hoping I am wrong. But this current moment, nah, I'm sorry, I don't trust you too much. And right, right, this current moment, mm-hmm. you haven't said anything that's made that made me feel like, like at least in this instance, that makes me <laughs> feel like I need to, I, I need to, you give, I put my faith in you. Mm. Right, right, Jambe. Um. I think I'm with Cardo. I'm just wa- waiting to like see what happens because that whole we're past kneeling. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to put some action behind it. That that comment kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Okay. Because you know, there's some things that you know you just keep at the kitchen table. Like mm-hmm. that was a kitchen table comment. That's not something you need to say in front of the white man who was literally taking people's jobs because of the whole kneeling protest. So I just felt like that was inappropriate to say at the time. Um, with Jay-Z's social justice history, like, you know, they started this whole, um, like, I don't want to say it's a board, coalition, something like that. Right. Um, with, like, Meek Mill, I think the owner of the Eagles mm-hmm. and the 76ers Six and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other people to, um, you know, talk about prison reform. Yes, so ma'am. it's like he's doing good stuff. So I kind of see the genuine Mm-hmm. In him, the genuine motivation in him for this, but like Cardo said, it is a money deal at the end of the day. So it's just like mm, we'll see, because at the end of the day, money rules, and he can have yeah. all this good in his head, but mm-hmm. if it affects his money, of course, you know, right? He's gonna take care of them three I'm kids. Money talks, and yeah. money changes people. So yeah, I believe that. Um, Cardo asked a question, which I'm sure was rhetorical, but basically, do we trust Jay Z? Um, as being at that table. I think to Jam's point kind of that she made, yes, with this track record being there, yes, I do. Of course, as black people over the course of time, great job. I don't know why you tried to watch that video it, right it, now. It didn't show up as a video on my thing. That's why I, I clicked, I thought it was a picture. I'm like, oh, shit, my foot. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. You didn't have to I, bring attention to it. What you mean? You really didn't hear that. We could have kept going. It's him. We still going to keep going. Um, and... So I say it to say is with any black leader that that's been you know over the span of time, they haven't you know we haven't always agreed with maybe the person I was leading whether that had been mm-hmm. MLK, Malcolm X, Al Sharpton when he first got in there, Jesse that like like there's always going to be things that we don't agree with from a leader even if we're talking about Obama you know what I'm saying from a leading standpoint but that doesn't mean that. Um, their intentions or what their end goal is isn't mm-hmm. still for it to be better for us or more equal. So I say it to say this. I for sure think that Jay-Z was dancing for him and doing all of that stuff. I for sure think he was shucking and jiving. But what I also think, know, and believe is that the end goal 
is to actually inspire some change. And so here's the thing that I think we get away from, um, and with Cap in particular. D- Dio said this, and I think a lot of us echo the same sentiment in, in, in this next statement is Cap should have been a part of the deal in some way, shape, or form. Whether that be, you, you're right, we can't make an NFL owner actually hire him. Because uh, really, in, in theory, like let's think about it like this. If Jay-Z has set up the the alliance in a way that Cap had to get hired for them to do this, would we still respect it if Cap got hired by, let's say, the worst team in the league or a team that don't really need a quarterback and was relegated to third string? It's already the second, third week of the preseason, so he's probably not going to play, but maybe one game, like 20 snaps, if we're lucky. The team is going to get a, extra, a bunch of extra hype just because they they signed them. or not even hype. They might get a little bit more publicity because they signed them, and then Cap is still third string on that team. And it could be a team that we all believe he could be the best quarterback on the team, or he might even be worth, not worth, but earn the third string. As we we weren't going to be happy, like there's there's very the Lions little. Could have hired him. I've been the, happy. So no, so that that brings to my next point is, do I think that if Jay Z had made him a part of the deal and let's just say maybe uh, was able to give him a position as coaching, maybe being able to you know bring him on as a minority uh, owner on on a team, like like anything, maybe he's the leader of the of the actual partnership that's with the NFL, like you know, of, of course, without me knowing all the details of the actual partnership, I can't say you know particular roles he could have done, mm-hmm. but. That might have been a way that we could have done it. But the reason why, um, I, I guess I say all that to say, the the other thing that you we have to kind of remember, realize is that when Kaepernick was was kneeling and bringing about ch- and and trying to bring about the attention, it was also bringing it about the the um, the attention to people in the NFL, like to the fans, of course, but to NFL owners, like just bringing bringing it about, like he, like people who have money, the big the big rich white old guys that have money that are NFL owners, bring it about to them so that they can try to do something, like. We like as we all know, or I don't think any of us are naive. Like, if you racist now, or if you racist yesterday, or whatever the case is, you're not changing from being racist. No. Like, you're gonna always be racist. Like, there might be some heartfelt movies and TV shows that have come out over the last <laughs> 80, 90 years that show the white man kind of feeling bad for the black man. All of a sudden, he ain't racist no more, or whatever. You know, the Django's have some good storylines in there. Don't get me wrong, but if you racist, you gonna stay racist. So I say that to say, is him partnering with these white people i don't think it's him even saying that he believes in the nfl but if cap's goal was to get those old white people to get this league that basically has you know 80 percent black players um but don't have you know no real game contracts you, they have a rooney rule which is basically like okay you have to at least interview one black coach whenever you have like opening like you have to interview the coach you don't have to really take them serious but you literally are required like you have to make a rule to interview a minority coach like really? so we know it's, we, we literally know that it's racist so I don't believe that when he first did it that he was believing that he was going to change anyone's mind. But, okay, if I partner with the NFL, who's another billion-dollar corporation, because that's what it is. At the end of the day, the corporation is a billion dollars. If I can use some of their resources with mine, we can make actual changes. So, yeah, I don't see the whole picture now. But I can see where the idea comes from. And just like many other leaders of the past, the present, and the future, we're not going to agree with every step you take. But I do think, um, not even benefit of doubt is the word to use, but but I do think that he's earned um, us kind of, you know, seeing, you know, seeing it through and also being like, hey, we always talking about we want black people in these places. And, and, and you know, we, you know, me and Jan, well, all of us really have joked about, man, it wasn't no black editors at that damn place that, that told you that this wasn't the best marketing tool to do or the best story to put out. Shit, when, when who was that? Bedrock, Dan Gilbert and them put that story out about the nudie trade. There wasn't no black people on that oh, picture last year, two yeah. years. Like, oh, we talk man. about this stuff all the time. We say, damn, y'all don't have not one woman in there. Y'all don't have not one person of color. Y'all don't have not X, Y, and Z in there. So, like, yeah, I get it. I, I 100% can get why people are frustrated, but 
we do have to also like if we if we really want to be a part of it like okay we got somebody that's made a lot of money yes money money you should not shy away from things because you have money or, or just because someone's trying to get money because hey white folk have have been getting off our back i mean getting you know getting paid off our back for hundreds of years just because we get into something and money is involved doesn't mean that we either a have ill intentions or even b that we're not being serious because why should we not get paid for still trying to help we still got to a feed family we still got to pro we still got to move the movement forward and the movement takes money like whether we go back to the 50s and 60s with mlk and malcolm x uh muhammad ali anybody you can think of that's ever been a part of it, whether it be farrakhan whether it be you know stoke come like anything you need money to be able to promote these things to be able to move around to be able to actually make visible change and so that that's why he's shucking and jiving i'm always say he, he did some little <laughs> dancing with it but also i can give it like like I, I i can see that there is not only a vision there but i can kind of understand it um as i heard a little bit more of him talking and different stuff like that and just, just believing like hey man yes we could have kept kneeling this season bro but you know not saying that his his social justice reform is going to automatically work but at least this is something that it can be an action to it. But I do agree, lastly, just with Jan's point is he didn't need to say that in the interview. I agree with you. He should have kept that, like, that we done with the kneeling part maybe more to himself. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, like, I, I get what he's saying by that, but he didn't need to say it in a way. Because it's almost like now he's giving people power to say, hey, Jay-Z is, uh, caught, you know, he's colluding with the NFL. So why should y'all still be doing this? And he already said don't kneel. And, you know, white people are right. around with that. Okay. So that's why I didn't like the wording. But everything else, I can kind of, you know. It can make some pieces move, especially since you still have Kenny Stills and um, Ed Reed still out there kneeling. Like they haven't stopped, so yeah, that just means there's gonna be more backlash towards those exactly. those two in that moment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And why are we still pressed about Cap being in the league? Like, how many years has it been? Three, three. Last and we we like know it's like days. it's a very <clears throat> racist corporation. Like, I feel like he's too good for the NFL at this point. He still wants it. I know he still wants it, but no, and my whole and I understand that's his passion. He loves football, but it's just like my thing is, as long as he still wants it, why not keep going for it? My thing is, when, they dusty. No, my thing is though, when you're still, you you can still argue that you are still one of the best ninety players in your position, mm-hmm. which essentially is what it, what the NFL breaks down to thirty thirty team three uh and and three strings, mm-hmm. and he can still he can cle- he can actually argue for top like top forty. Mm-hmm. Possibly top thirty, depending on depending on how how much how much flux we really want to put into this. Mm-hmm. If you still feel like you're that good, why not keep going for it? At the end of the day, especially because he still has his own things he's doing on the side too, which still got to fund it. At the end of the day, that that like yeah, like don't get me wrong, we could talk about skill, we could talk about all that, but when somebody's intentionally keeping out of some work that you do that you're still good at, or if somebody's keeping you out of something that makes you money that 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 you can make a living on, whether you're helping other people or not, like you still got to eat. Personally, like you can have no, no family, no kids. You got to eat. You got to put a roof over your head. So to just be uh, alienated from it for in this particular case uh, uh, for race, you know, for race and things mm-hmm. like that. That's that's why we want him in the NFL. Sometimes it's not about like it's not about if he's your favorite quarterback. It's not about if he can take your team to a championship. It's literally about this. Young, like we've all seen worse quarterbacks. So we, we know, obviously, like. I don't think there's anybody who's watched a football game that believes that he can't like he's not a better quarterback than like a Blake Bortles or something like that. Like I can go down, I, you know, like that part is not are, hard to me. There are like three teams right now that he could it, start on to make those teams yeah, better. It's literally the fact that he shouldn't have been out the league. We know he's out the league because he's making a stand. He still has to make money. Like no, granted that's that, why. that that Nike deal is still bring, is bringing him in money, so he's mm. not hurting for the money. But y'all I want to know what his settlement was with the NFL. It's like ten. Was like 
Ten thousand, ten million, ten million. Sorry. No, some, no one say ten thousand. No, no, sorry, I'm tripping. Bitch bitch it was like no, it was like, estimated to be in about fifteen million, but everybody's got an NDA, so you will never actually know, you know, the extent of it unless somebody goes on their deathbed. And, and says that's the thing. It, everybody's know? like, Cap should be a part of Jay Z's deal. He should have talked. Cap, uh, Jay Z should have talked to Cap. Like he already has to deal with the NFL. We don't know what it is. We'll never know. But it's just like if he was really pushing for that to be in the league and all of that, I. I don't know. I just wouldn't took that deal. Because, again, he's not hurting for the money. So if you really want to be a part of the league, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like after a certain point, you just get tired of fighting too, though. Like, I don't know how I don't, I don't know how many legal cases, like, you've been a part of or you've dealt with. After a certain point, you just don't want to anymore. Like, that part of it gets very tiring. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope his contract with them doesn't say that he can't be in the league. With the who? I doubt it. He's still posting social media talking about how many days he's been out the NFL. He's still training, so I doubt that as part that was part of the yeah, niggas lie on social media. I mean, he could still get signed, but I guess that just goes back to my point: is like, even if a team like, especially the way they're trying to keep you out, we know it's purposely. You get a call today, like unless literally the team's first three quarterbacks just went down all of a sudden, you're still getting like you're still literally gonna get hired, get paid the minimum, not play. You're going to boost their publicity for three days. Because even though, you know, white people still might not like the kneeling, you're still going to boost. Like, it's still going to be extra publicity. People are going to be at the games. People are going to be buying stuff. White people love to buy a jersey and burn it, so they're going to do that. So you still going to, like, you, like, the team is still going to reap the benefits. And if you cap, it's also like, I mean, you still a, you still a, a, a man, a human that's got dignity. Why would I want to be pulled up? No, I'm better than these other cats, but I'm not actually getting a fair chance. You got me on the bench. You basically paraded me around. And like I said, and I shouldn't say like I said, but like the quarterback position, as I said before, there's only one that's going to play a game. Like unless you're hurt or something like that, there's only one. It's not like receivers, not like corners, none of that, where there can be five, six, seven people that play on that particular day or three running backs run that day or get on the field. So – your chances, you know, unless somebody gets hurt, your chances of, of of playing, if you're not already going to be the first string and the team is just really sold on that, you're not playing. So it still does you no justice if you're not really in a position or on a team where you you believe if, if you're Kaepernick or his representatives at this point in time that he's actually going to get a fair chance to play. So he wants to play, don't get me wrong, but I also understand why you're not just jumping, you know, yes, a master, I'm going to stop a kneeling master, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. So like it's still like, nah, it's still like giving you, you know, what you want. So yeah, one of y'all can bail me. Appreciate y'all. Um, so on a lighter note, actually I don't remember what was lighter. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> nobody did anything. I know y'all. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was so confused. What, what is your? What did Cardo do? I was just looking at him. <laughs> no, I'm saying I just looked up. Like what you talking about? What is your least favorite part about traveling around? Flying. Mm-mm, okay, flying. Least favorite. Mm-mm, I like that. You know I'm scared of heights, so you know like oh. that whole. I'm scared of heights, but traveling. So, I mean, nah, flying actually. I don't. Plane, I don't like window seats. When a plane. Oh, window seats is dead. <laughs> when a plane. When a plane takes off, I literally like. I have a. I like. I get like this. The worst case of anxiety. Like I don't oh. have it. Like, but I get it in that moment. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no! Like life ends right here, and this is where it all. <laughs> this is where it goes. Oh my God. Like, fl- like taking off and landing. I, 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 I literally like. I freak out so hard. So mm. wait, how was the flight when y'all went to like Rome and all of that? I slept. What you talking about? Okay. I literally personally go to sleep before takeoff, so I don't have so I don't have okay. that moment. But I'm always awake when we land, so I'm like I always got to deal with that that anxiety of landing. Dang. Yeah, landing is really bad. Taking off is worse for me, actually. 
Really? I don't know. I'm not taking out. Taking out. I like taking out. I be feeling like, nigga, did, did you use any of these wheels? Like, <laughs> motherfucker, did we just land on some rocks, nigga? For real. Um, the worst part, mm, I would say traveling with the wrong people. The actual traveling part? Wow. Okay. Yeah, sometimes you go with the wrong people and, I don't know, like, they either late, get into the airport, or... What they got to do with your ass? Oh, no, I'm leaving you. What the hell they got to do? I was <laughs> like, what the hell they got to do with crazy. you because they late? That's crazy. So, wait. So, you oh. trying to tell me y'all just spent... Now, nah, I'm going to just be... See, let's say y'all just spent 250 on plane tickets. You trying to tell me because them niggas wasn't there at the time you wanted to be... No, I'm still going to go, but I just, I just hate when people don't respect my time and they're late. Your time, nigga, the plane is it there. It is my time because I planned this there. trip with you. We said we was going to be here at this point and then you oh, late. Oh, no, nigga. I, just, I see y'all when we get there. I was about to yeah. say, I'll be just telling niggas, no, hey, y'all know listen, what time the flight is. That's the hell, Ruth. I'm saying, have I not told you that they almost left me in Europe? Like, I was like, if they would have. Cause like with that whole fin- shenanigans with our flight, I was way behind everybody else. You they were off prepared no, to. Oh no, look, I sent a text. You was gonna leave him no. in the hotel. Hell other. yes, oh, I, I, man, sent a, I sent a text in the group text. Like, hey, look, I see y'all. I see y'all when we get back. I'd already accepted that I wasn't making it. Mm. Wow. The hell, I look like waiting at the dinner <laughs> no, for look, another adult. I wasn't even mad. I'm like, for another adult, it ain't even on some card or something. As a, for another adult that know how to get <laughs> like. Man, what? Especially, and I guess my thing is too. Like, it's one thing when you think about, like, in his case, and we're talking, we're leaving from a place. So, of course, we were all together. We were all staying there. But you talking about like we all in the city. Everybody's at their respective house or wherever before we leave. And you trying to tell me that I'm supposed to be sitting at the gate waiting for you or sitting in front of security? Like, we say we meet up here at two thirty. No, Ninja, you better get your ass through here, get on this plane, and leave at three fifteen like crazy. the rest of us. Like, like um, if you not here. If so you, if you make so it look, work, I see when we get there. So look, all okay. all of us should be uh, late, like or of miss the flight, not. or I mean, all of us should miss the flight. Is basically what you're saying, or like, no, or just no, because I waited till last minute. I was minute. still going. I just hate when people be late. I'm saying no, but if I'm waiting on you, then now nah, I gotta rush because I'm letting all these people go in front of me at security and um, shit. And you know, DT. And see, that's the know? other thing. I hate um, people who don't wear like easily slide off shoes at security. <laughs> like I just don't like people that if you sit there like untying shoes. That's my thing. Like, I hate even them. if you ain't been on a flight and like, if you ain't been on a flight since twenty, like two thousand and one, like let's just say you've been scared since two thousand one. I just feel like there are so many tools at this point to tell you what you got to do when you get to the airport. Whether you Google them shit first or if you just listen to the damn TSA man or woman yell at you for five minutes, you knew good and damn well before you pulled up there. And they got all but, the shit in their pockets. Man, they be having a whole life. I be like, what and then they be the slow doing it too. Like you be taking a sweet ass time. And I just be like, you know what, mother truckers? It the hooks. I get to the airport last minute anyway. So I'm like, fam, I don't need y'all taking an hour yeah, to get I'm this I'm a stuff. last like, minute person for up. sure. Because I'm not trying to be at the airport all day. I, I, don't, I hate I being hate behind old people, too. Like, ugh. Yeah, I ain't got, I ain't one of the people to like, I'm, I'm respecting my elders. Like, I ain't pushing you or nothing, but dog, come on. I'm man. a cut in front of you, though. For sure. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I cut anywhere because I don't like lines. <laughs> my least favorite part of packing for sure, though. I, I, I mean, my I least pay, favorite part of so I can slide past people. I've done it a few times. But my least favorite part actually might be. It actually might be unpacking. And the reason it's not mm. packing, and the yeah. reason it's not packing is simply because, <laughs> My bags like, be packed for a week since that, after I, I get home. Packing don't be bad because since I'll be doing this shit laughing anyway, I'd be throwing it in there. Unpacking, though, nigga, I can live out my suitcase after that for about a month. And don't let it be like wintertime. We went somewhere tropical, so I know I don't need no shit in there. Oh, oh it's staying in there. Bro, get the fuck around and be two months before that shit get taken out. Yeah. Well, what if it's your trunk? Your trunk's got to get washed off. Yep. I'm, no. The only thing that I might, like, if I open a thing, 
because I might like, of course, you might need to charge something up there. I'll take my dirty clothes out and dump them out, but no, literally everything else besides dirty clothes uh, yeah. will mm-hmm. stay in that thing. Mm-hmm. And yes, to your point, sometimes I have left the dirty clothes in there, but it's just like, skip uh, it. I'll play, listen, the dirty clothes will definitely sat in there for, like, for about a month, too, on some awesome. Because if it's the middle of the winter and I went somewhere tropical, there is genuinely nothing like, in that bag where I'm am going I to need. I'm like, where am I wearing these shorts for in the middle of winter? It is January. Where am I wearing these shorts to? In the house. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just let her talk herself to sleep, bro. I say the only thing I'm grabbing out of that out of that suitcase when I get back is my socks and my drawers. Man, that is it. And just because just because I hate doing laundry, <laughs> so I'm gonna pull those out so I can ha- I give myself a few extra days. And, but in the crazy part, I'm pulling them out when I need them. Because you have to pack. No, exactly. I'm pulling them as I need them. Oh my. Yes, I I think that that's. I mean, it's probably a black people rule, but it could be an everybody rule. I think that everybody like pack at least two extra pair of like draws and like and it you know depends on where you're going. I mean however many you pack is fine because if you're going for two weeks you might pack an extra eight or something you know what I'm saying because you, you know you might be doing different stuff but yeah I think everybody packs extra draws um if you're not you weird yeah I do think that I think the one thing that I normally don't pack like really extra on be like actually I'll be hit or miss either I pack extra shirts or I pack extra shorts it don't be both because I'm not a person that like pack outfits per se so, oh, I pack outfits. Yeah, so I don't. I just be packing I something pack like I'll figure it out. It. Like, no matter how long I'm going, I'm only packing three outfits, and then everything yeah. else will figure it out. Yeah, that's the stuff I just be mixing. <laughs> it up. Like, I be mixing and matching, but mm-hmm. I'll also make sure, like, if it's a place where I'm only bringing one pair of gym shoes, I'll just bring, like, some red shoes, something like that, that I know can go with just about everything. Oh, no, I'll see. pay attention to the shirt colors I'm throwing in there, and be like, okay. No, that's the price. So, since I have. This is the manliest conversation I've ever been a part of. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. Since I have that pair of white shoes, I can switch out the little colors in them. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. look, I have one pair of shoes for every occasion because I can change my colors as needed. Oh, yeah. Because so, I try yeah. to only take, like, what? Because I ain't gonna lie, when we first started traveling, I mean, Cardo still does this a lot, though, but, whoa, like, when whoa, we whoa. first started traveling. A shoe bag. Like, between me, yes, this nigga would have a shoe bag with 10 different shoes in it, bitches. And always, it was I a, see no problem with that. That's fine, but it's not like like you like women. Whenever I see y'all have like a separate shoe bag or like y'all stuff shoes in there, y'all be having like seven pair of sandals. Seven pair of gym shoes is fucking bulky and heavy, nigga. Yep. And he used to big, only, big used to only have a duffel bag, too. It's like, you can't roll that bitch, nigga. You got to pull it. The strings, like, you know, the things be tearing. He trying to drag it through the airport, throwing it everywhere in the room and shit. He asked you to sit on that bitch as he zipping it up at the end and shit. Like, no, nigga. No. No, yeah. no, motherfucking no. That does sound very inefficient. So, oh, no, listen. Yeah. I have I have downsized now just a backpack. So, I'm, I'm, so it's, it's about three shoes max. It goes in there. Okay. Yeah, like I'm two pairs of gym shoes and then like a couple my flops. Yeah, I'm normally de- depending on where we going or what I think we might do. I'll I'll do an extra pair of gym shoes, like just in case we do some like adventure where they might get dirty, where they be the ATV and or zip line and hike and stuff like that. If like we going somewhere, or I don't think I'm gonna do any of that. I'm wearing the gym shoes that I'm rocking through the airport, and I'm bringing two flip flops. The reason I'm bringing two flip flops for anybody else about to ask me is not for style. It's literally one is for like to walk around in the house that we had, or like after the shower stuff like that, and the other one is for like when I'm at the beach or on the sand and walking out, because I just don't be wanting sand every damn wear all the time. So. That's I'm me. still stuck on the three outfits. The, oh, for the entire I don't do trip. no outfit. Like literally, I, uh, last time I went somewhere that was that was warm, I think I threw in there like four swimming trunks, three hooping shorts, or combination of hooping shorts, three or four hooping shorts, and just threw some shirts in there. Didn't know what was going on. Didn't look at none of it. And I think I did it like an hour before I left for my flight. So I really wasn't looking at nothing. I really need to know if this is a man thing. Um, nah, because Brandon actually packs like you know a thousand outfits. He's a little different. I'll, Brandon likes Brandon, Brandon be magic. Brandon be matching for sure. <laughs> Ste- Steph and Cardo do normally put they they have like because for a long time he used to always make me like 
put some pants, like something that look nice. We can go to. And I'm like, where, where the hell are we going? That I need to look nice. We, yeah. or, nigga, we somewhere with 100 degrees. They expect that you always come in in like shorts and flip flops most times. See, this it's bad. My, my mother got me got me on that whole like packing a pair of jeans after like the first coach. I'm like, I'm not packing these jeans anymore. I'm not. I didn't even. I've never wore these since Mm-mm. we've gone anywhere. Like Mm-mm. the first shoes, I never wore a, 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 the jeans. I'm like, why am I packing these if I'm not ever gonna wear? I mean, if you're Bro, going we went somewhere to that steakhouse warm. and still ain't even do it. No. We was in Bahamas. We was we at a whole it. steakhouse and niggas still. Like, we was in shorts. I think I had on swimming trunks when we were at the beach earlier. This I said I had um, blasphemy. Was I had um the colorful the colorful shorts yep, on like man, the, the red I green and blue picture. ones? Yeah. So yeah. This is cool. blasphemy. Uh, that's all right, man. Like that's when cool. I like when I went to Vegas, I had my airport outfit. And I had Airport <laughs> outfit. Yeah. What? Y'all don't have the only no, thing. It's okay, called so sweats. Here's the only thing that I get. No, I was comfortable, but I was cute. No, it's no, I, mean, I don't care about that. The There's only one thing that I guarantee that I I do no matter what when I go to the airport. There's only one thing. I always have on a shirt that has one of two and a half things on it. Something Detroit related. Mm-hmm. Or yes. something that's North Carolina Central slash HBCU. That's the half. It's because HBCU. So mm-hmm. those are literally the, those are the only requirements that I have for going to the airport. Other than that, no, bro. No. Yeah, like I'm I usually wear on, Detroit no. stuff when I travel like to or from the place. Yep. Um now I've learned to wear Delta stuff because one of my sisters got um her flight upgraded to first class just because she was walking through the airport with like yeah. a little elephant travel pillowcase. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to try my luck one yep. of these oh, days. Oh, I'm that's how I be mean people, that's how mm-hmm. people have bought me drinks. So yeah, no, I hundred percent always travel and then it's just always cool. People will stop you every once in a while and say, Dang, I went to like if they even if they say like my rival school they say some good so it's like it's always pretty mm-hmm. cool. But yeah, you got to have your airport outfit, the outfit you change into after the airport when you first get there, then your nighttime outfit. Then if you go to the club, you got a club outfit. Is your nighttime outfit your, your pajamas? Is that what you're referring to? So, like, when I went to Vegas, like, we went to Fremont Street, and then we went to the club after that. So, like, what I wore to Fremont Street, I wasn't wearing to the club. Oh, I'm already tapped out of a fit. That was in one day? Yes. <laughs> that was four. <laughs> Shit. Was and you was there for, like, three days. Listen, four, that's my whole suitcase. I say, my outfit that I'm wearing when I land, depending on what type of the weather we're going into, mm-hmm. I'm typically wearing under my sweats. Like, cause I'm probably switching to basketball shorts. So, like, which means Y'all the sweats mean, come mean. off. Yeah. <laughs> With the sweats it. come off, and now I'm here in my shorts, and I'm already wearing my flops are already in my bag. I away sweats. So, like, as soon as you no. land, <laughs> no. I, I missed I, them back in the day. Y'all used to, I used to like them. I, I wanted them so bad. I had some one time, and I remember. I went to like a basketball camp and I was like, I can't wait. I was telling my pops, I can't wait. I was so excited. I was ready to rip them off. Ready to rip some things off, boy. I never had them like during like like actual game two and stuff. It's always like zipper stuff. I wore. I had one like was my first year running track. I had some uh, some like when Mm -hmm. I would get to the track like because I hated wearing them little shorts. I'm like, yo, I'm not about to be seeing these until it's time to run. So I would rip them off right before it was time to go to run because I'm like, yo, I'm not being seen in these little shorts. Like I'm just saying it. That's funny. That was the most because I was at that point I was just wearing shorts. It's like you know, halfway down my shin. No, don't say halfway down your <laughs> Jesus. shin. Jesus, the <laughs> they the were short, very long. No, them shorts was going to his ankle. With your three X tall tees. Oh no, only those, only those ones. Yeah. I don't, I'd have other. Those are the only pair of shorts I had that were that long. Bro, the fact but, that them shorts are still too big to this day. That was fifteen years ago. That don't make no damn sense. Such is life, man. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so sticking a little bit with the travel joint, what is two things that you have like that you have to take with you every time you go? A charger and a bottle of liquor. I'm solid. What's up? She said the easy ones. That's not fair. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, because y'all always stick me with the shitty options. So I'm going first this time. That's solid. Well, no, like the standard rule for us is like you have to bring two bottles anyway. So that's that's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. 
shoot that in a pair of swim trunks just because like no matter where we go i'm probably going to swim at some point no yep. matter how cold it's, it's been all right for sure mine is um mine is gonna be trunks um are we supposed to not duplicate because if we're not dying i said enough. i duplicated i think so. we duplicated one item from each okay person, so. um and flops so i'm good i mean yes the, the liquor is a given but like i gotta always have like my flops like i Man, yeah, I just like wearing flops. So really, even if we're not near the beach, like we just happen not to be near the beach, I need flops. Like I love flops. I, say I wear are, flops in the winter. I say certain things are given because even when we went to Europe, we were ne- we never went to a place where we could have went swimming. I still had my swim trunks with Man, me. Man, I had cast. my trunks and my flops ready, no, dog. And the the flops are a staple in my uh, they. Man, they, they part of my outfit. That's actually at my flops be with outfits. There you go, right there. I say <laughs> with one of your three outfits. <laughs> Listen, the Gucci flops are definitely part of one of my you outfits. Feel me? He be fucking better than his Gucci flip. Wait, what shoes are you not supposed to wear? <laughs> Gucci shoes in general. No, the, not the flops. The, the actual. <laughs> so you can no. wear the flops, but not the actual. Not the blue shoes. Got it. Man, okay. The blue. Because I, I have a Did you check out the white ones too? No. You didn't do that to no. the white ones before. No. Oh, I thought you did the, it with the white ones one time when, the like, white, when we wasn't around. I no, don't know travel the stuff. The white ones have never suffered any 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 else. Oh, yeah, no. The, the blue ones have suffered a few. The blue ones have suffered too many, which is why I haven't worn the boys in like two years. That's solid, man. No, that's solid, man. For sure, Good for sure. Know. Good to know. That's a damn. I feel shame. like I need to break them back out again, but at the same time, it's like I rather you know <laughs> I've had I've had a good little run, so I don't want to like you know set myself back up to fail again. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, bail me. Thank you. Um, so move right along here. Uh, a couple of real quick things though, that I do want to shout out. So shout out to Steph Curry. Don't know if anybody saw, heard, or cares. Oh, the Howard thing. Yes, sir. I saw that. Okay, so since everybody saw that, um, we can give a little bit more context. So um, it's taking a minute to come up. So excuse me, All but right, he so donated or contributed. I believe it was seven. Well, no, million? essentially for the next six years, he's going to be funding the go- funding a golf team for Howard. So yeah, like he, Howard he's, University. So he's the one that start. He's starting the team for him, and he's going to be funding it for the next six years. So I guess to get them up and running. Yep, it's an their actual- first year will be next year. Uh, that they do it. Um, it was cool because he's loved. He loved golf his whole life and everything like that. He's done a few different things recently. I say he uh, he has his yearly tournament that he hosts. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then he now has a TV show that actually had they do uh putt putter mini golf on there as well. Oh yeah, now. I saw that. Um, so that's pretty cool. So he's a golf lover, but basically he did his. Um, from the story that I read, is basically he had a conversation with someone. You know, they said for lack of a better term, they kind of almost challenged him to do it. Um, and so Howard hasn't had, like, golf there in decades or whatever. Like, it was a club and all that stuff. So he's making it a varsity sport. Um, so that's pretty cool. You get to have, you know, of course you get the funding and the money for it, but you've got somebody behind you, um, you know, that also loves it and that, you know, that loves the game so he can keep going and, um, you know, like like pushing it forward and getting notoriety. But, yes, yeah, so basically it was – um. A junior thing was Otis Ferguson. Uh, he, Otis Ferguson. Otis Ferguson. He's like seventy five years he, old. Man, seventy five in college for sure. Um, but basically, he uh, kind of just yelled out to St- uh, to Steph Curry. They said years ago, and was like, "Hey, you know, can he play some golf?" I think they end up playing, and then. Um, Oh, no, they didn't. He didn't end up playing because I think whatever it was, he was in a crowd. They said they did end up getting to talk. And so Ferguson told him a little bit about, you know, wanting to bring golf bags and in the city, stuff like that. And that kind of made an impression on Curry um, that he came back, uh, you know, and of course we are where we are now. So um, that's for sure. Shout out to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely need more black folk, um, you know, 
in go- in those country clubs, sports, golf, tennis, things like that. And mm-hmm. really, for a lot of us, it's it's just opportunity. You know, it's access to those things that we don't have because of money. Uh, when it comes to club memberships, when it comes to buying clubs, when it just comes to hell being knowing where to go to get those things. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Ten Still at that. So that's really cool to see him. Uh, to see him do that. It's dope because he's funding Livy a bunch of black a bunch of black up and comers mm-hmm. into getting them in the mix of country club sports yeah. where they st- where they are still actively trying to keep us out of what no matter what people are what people want to say about it mm-hmm. yeah like they still don't want us part like all these years later no matter how many of us have come in through and dominated their these say country club sports yeah because i mean once we get in we you take know, over we, we take over anything that we are a part of and so i do think it's cool that you know more black kids are getting introduced to these country club sports like you guys said so like shout out to a uh, midnight golf program here mm-hmm. in detroit um, there's a program on the east side in Chandler Park where kids are learning to play lacrosse, which is like a huge, I've heard huge, that. Yes. you know, I don't think it's a country club sport, but it's, yes, it's, it's a predominant. Yes. They play that at the country club? That's where it, it takes started. a lot of money that's to get ghetto. that for sure. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's just another opportunity for kids to get scholarships. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy basketball. I enjoy football. But it's just getting our kids exposed to, you know, these new things. You know, you prep has this um, – summer program where they take the kids out to learn sailing at the Detroit Yacht Club. So not only do they learn sailing, but they get to be actually in Uh, the country clubs that Mm -hmm. we're talking about. So shout out to people. No, teaching our kids it, now the lacrosse thing is though because I actually knew a kid that wanted to play lacrosse when I was younger mm-hmm. so it's like it's funny now like that like now there's an avenue for that yeah and like so if you don't necessarily just have the money like, granted his family had money so he could actually go with that route and do it but for the ones who don't necessarily have it they literally get, like, on the east shot. side with it it's let's crazy go. I didn't know what lacrosse was until I was like in the 7th or 8th grade when I went to oh. UAD that was the first time I ever heard of it listen my old co-worker was literally like he used to watch it at work all the time so he was showing me I'm like oh this is actually interesting like, and that I wouldn't shit play is much it, more but, aggressive <clears> than football like because it's nonstop, man. and they they don't have all the padding. Like it, you might have like some Elbows. elbow pads and some knee pads and the little um, face mask, that's, but that's it. Yeah, no, it's for sure, guys. So shout out to, to Steph for doing that. Um, also, quick mental notes, side notes. So the uh, New York police officer, uh, his name was Daniel Panatelio, something like that, I think. He was just fired by the NYPD for using a bad chokehold. That was a young man that um, killed Eric Garner five years ago. So the good in that, he of course, you fired. fired. Yeah, just got fired. That's the quote unquote good in it. The bad thing of it is since it took you um, five years. No, not even that. Since police uh, fires are free. union um, or like a union and administrative, um, you can actually uh, fight it to the point where most of the time they do win their appeals and get their job back, or you can always just go to another department and uh, you know get hired. So that's the the downside. Um, he said what? They don't send cops to jail. Especially not in New York, boy. Not at all. New York's so musty. So, yeah. So that is that on that. That's why they got rats. <laughs> That's why they got rats. Um, one thing I just want to know before we walk out of here. Jam earlier tweeted. Um, <laughs> let me bring it up. <laughs> he is a stalker. Do we Told you he loves you, Jam. See? Do we not follow you? <laughs> why is Jam acting like, we, like people don't follow each other on the, on the Twitter? Why is she he going He be sending me tweets like, oh, for real? I be like... See, so, Jam, okay, wait, Jam, Jam, right now, I want to know right now, are we really about to go down this path of who be sending people tweet? Like, do we want to go down this path <laughs> right now? Anyways, tweets, so. uh, anyways, so uh, it basically was just, it was just kind of a goofy one, but she was like, um, as soon as I can find it, okay, so she's basically like, update, dating is annoying, I don't want to do this. What makes it annoying? Or why do you say that? Um, 
Um, so I later tweeted an update to my update. Um, I think it's annoying because I just, I'm not comfortable with going from strangers to in a relationship. And so mm-hmm. lately when I've been meeting people, you know, they trying to automatically jump into that relationship kind of stage. And it's just like, ew. Like, I don't want to have ew. to, like, you're, I don't know you. I just met you. But to be in a relationship, I have to literally be completely vulnerable with you and tell you things about me instead of you just organically getting to know me. Like, I just don't like the question and answer phase. Okay. So you don't like those first few, uh, I guess we'll call them dates, where it's like it seems like it's more questions than necessarily conversation? Yes. Okay. I think whenever whenever I think about people when they say that they don't, um, not that they don't like, but um, when it's like it feels like conversations are only question-based, also, it's like if you tell, and and we're all probably at different times, like guilty of doing it, but it's like someone a- asks you a question and you answer just the question, but you know that it could have started a conversation. Like if somebody says, um, like I don't know, like if somebody says what you doing, and this is kind of good, but if somebody says like what you doing on Thursday, you might say, oh no, prime example, somebody say what you doing on a Wednesday, you might say um, going out with friends. But, you know, if you expounded on that, like, for example, yeah, I'm one of my friends. We're going to karaoke at duos. Or even if you don't say the at duos, we're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're going to karaoke. Um, you know, I'm going to be singing. You know, we're we going to karaoke for someone's birthday. We're doing ex- like something where it's like it's not too much information. Like we all know that, you know, sometimes it's like, all right, you know, you don't really know. But it's like if you took that next step and just kind of like expanded it, it wouldn't seem like you were like doing a question and answer or getting interviewed. And it would seem more organic because then the, a follow from them might be talking about. You know, either the time at duo to say, oh, dang, my favorite karaoke song. And now it's more of a conversation, go back and forth. So I do think that a lot of times, all of us, when we are beginning to meet people in general, even when it's not dating, we do kind of like, we almost make it pulling teeth when the conversation. Um, and sometimes, like, none of us don't like this. Like, damn, man, you're not giving me nothing else. Like, I know we've all been texting people. <laughs> like, you text somebody and you like, damn, you're not going to like explain. You know what I'm saying? So yes. it happens in person, too, similar <laughs> to what you just said. But just like when we, the people that we do know sometimes, we'd be like, dog, you were making it so hard to text you today. And then it's just sometimes men, they either do too much or they do not enough. Like, there's this one guy who <laughs> happy has literally tried to text me every day since I met him. I'm just like, I, sir, that is reserved for people I have known for X amount of years. I'm not about to text you back every day. It's not I mean, happening. I agree with the notion because I'm not a big. I only really text during work. I prefer to FaceTime or whatever after. But also, there's such a like there's such it's so tough because like you have to show that interest early on and show like you're you're interested not even in just that person but in actually interacting with them. And with texting being a, a big form of communication now, it's just it's easy to kind of shoot off a text. And I'm not even talking about like the good mornings, mm-hmm. good nights. I'm talking about like throughout the day. Hey, you know how's the day going? with the day? Sometimes, of course, you have interesting conversation. But I do get it because y'all people are like I don't want to say y'all people are also quick to say, yeah, okay, go a couple of days off speaking to me if you want to, and next thing you know, I won't be responding. So you're right, that's perfectly every day, fine with me. Every other <laughs> like every other day probably would be cool, but I also think we'd be having the same conversation on the other side. Well, he not consistent. I really like him, but since he want to do it every other day, I don't really know. And I I think that those are actual things that people hear, especially. When we're talking about people that are in our age group. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, you know, just to, like in, in the 30 and under probably club, like that's that's the group. And it's like that, I like yeah. texting. It's my favorite form, form of communication because mm-hmm. um, I'm a lot wittier via uh, text. A lot wittier. Okay. But get a couple extra seconds to think I'm about I'm just it. like, like I, li- I, just, I can't do the talking every day because 
Um, not to say I don't make time for people, but, you know, I have my nine to five. I have my sorority. I have my business. I have a board that I'm a part of. So it's just like I get very busy. And so, like, if you try and text me all day, every day, slow down. Pump the brakes. Huh? I do think that more people are, are okay with not necessarily being an all-day thing, but just getting some text here and there to make it – because just like – I know in theory – not in theory, but I know like we believe that men, you know, should always be the first event and stuff like that. If you still not reciprocating or at least seeming like you're interested or, or at least, you know, decently as interested as me – it's it's kind of also like, all right, how long am I supposed to put up this chase? And, I, I mean, I know we're talking about just, like, texting at this point in time, but I do think that sometimes that's what it comes down to, even with the conversation mm-hmm. when we're in front of each other. If it feels like I'm the only one asking questions or at least trying to make conversation more than what you're doing, how's it going, then it's like, oh, okay, you're not interested. It's cool, but, like, don't be saying it because I'm just, <laughs> I'm just straight up texting too much or because I'm interviewing you. Well, give me something more so this is not an interview. Ask me something that's back. That's true. And I think that's sometimes the, the ball that's dropped with dating early mm-hmm. on. It's ghetto. Dear soulmate, please come find me. I hate it here. <laughs> you know what? Uh, and just for that, you got probably got like an extra three more years before you find them. That's fine. No, I need like three more years of being single. I mean, your soulmate could be one of your friends, though. I would prefer that, actually, because I don't have to go through the getting to know you phase. So. I mean, not even that. Like, you just, I mean, it could still be your soulmate, not be the person that you like get married to. You don't believe that? Y'all don't believe in like, like soulmates not being. Okay. I mean, I believe you have more than one soulmate anyway, so. Yeah, like, yes. yeah, like, I think that that's something that's definitely, like, a real thing. Like, a lot, a lot of times I believe that people's soulmates really do be, like, some of their, tr- their like, very best friends. Like, okay. Just because. Well, let me change that. Them. Dear husband, please come find me. I hate it here. <laughs> Yo, if anybody wants Jam, first husband, first second husband, <laughs> what, all, whatever all you want to say. Right? Right. Well, all whatever. four of them, right? Well, all four of them. Yeah, we put Jam up for adoption. Um, all right, anybody got any last minute shout outs? Yeah. We are eight days away from my birthday. So I guess her birthday is coming up this year. Oh, my God. Yes, it is. I'm very excited. Uh, We're going to be on a boat. I'm driving a boat with my good meg knees. I've been practicing. <laughs> We've been working out their knees. Okay. I've been doing the knee practices that they've been doing on uh, Twitter and all of that. I'm ready. It's the hot girl summer. Find me on a boat August 23rd. Uh-huh. I think it's called Denim, Diamonds, and Pearls or something like that. 23rd. August yeah. 23rd. She said ride the boat, Cardo. You going to drive the boat? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got any last minute shout outs, man? Shout out to my sister. It's her birthday today. Hey. August 19th. Hey. Pagey, Paige, Paige. Turning 19 again. Hey. Again. Nah, no, she like twenty two. I think twenty four. Okay. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, I think he Listen. said something about me at twenties earlier. So I'm like, oh, maybe I will. Oh my, time is flu, but sir, time man, is flying. You oh girl, man. Oh. Um, that's what's up, man. Shout out to Paige for show. Um, yesterday was Maya's birthday. Everybody's birthday was like over the last right. Few days. It's been like, a lot of show. birthdays. So happy birthday, Maya, and all of them. It was somebody else's birthday. I just came in right now too. I, I told him. Is Maya our age? She older. Yeah, my age. Okay, she our age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to everybody, man. Uh, shout out to the kids and everybody getting back to school here, man. I know the kids ain't the happiest about it, but man, <laughs> parents summer, are, man, right? Summer's <laughs> over. Shout out to everybody that's doing something back to school, man. No matter what capacity, whether it be school supplies, so bags, everything. School, it's so really. many. These babies gonna go back to school with man, all the supplies, all of it. I low key wish that more people and would collaborate to do by it. The time December hits, because you know, it's yeah. Kids. But I wish everybody would collaborate a little bit more. I, I know it ends up being the same amount, but I think it'd be mm-hmm. so much easier for people. 
because everybody tries to fit it in that last like that last few weeks, weeks. Mm-hmm. and so it's like man there's something running back and forth but shout out to them man also any teachers anybody out there if y'all doing a little like victory line where you cheer the kids in the first day holla at your boy I low key want to uh, come up there for the I first day and like too. you know oh, yeah, high five too. the kids so, yeah, when they come just in just reach so. out to beat the budget let us know we are all trying to pull up at somebody's school okay for sure on man. the kids you know so until next time y'all take it easy bad boy like a bad boy if you don't don't shake it at all. Don't that boy like a basketball. If you don't, don't shake it at all. Don't that boy like a basketball. If you don't, don't shake it at all. Don't